0: the
1: Hey, hey everybody. Welcome back to my wave podcast. Hope you are enjoying the day wherever you are, whatever day it is you're listening. I am super stoked to have Sean O'Donnell in the studio. Well, I guess I don't have a studio. Uh, We are in his shop. This is the storefront, correct? Correct. So this is Savage Surfboards Storefront and Shaping Room. Factory showroom. That's what we like to call it. So yeah, Now, that's not our sponsor, but no. you guys have, your name and Savage Surfboards has been on this podcast many, many times. Maybe we need to talk about being a sponsor uh, for you. Let's talk. Let's talk after the show. But right. seriously, ladies and gents, you have heard me mention Sean O'Donnell and Savage Surfboards, Kenny Briel, many times on this show. True legend. And Kenny is a legend. Yes, yeah. true. Yeah. So uh, we've got to get him on the show eventually as uh, well without a doubt yeah so basically we are. i'm looking around at surfboard city man i mean all these you made
0: all of them uh kenny or myself have shaped and we did all the glass work and it's it's all about the team here, so it's not about one guy mm-hmm. at Savage
1: Surfboards. It's yeah. about the team. It, it, and it And it runs, man. I mean, you guys are cranking boards nonstop. Nonstop. Yeah. All year round. It's fantastic. I love coming over here. I love the smell. You're probably <laughs> sick of it, but I, I love it. I don't even smell it anymore. <laughs> no, man. It's... Just, that, i'm jumping ahead I'm jumping ahead of myself let me let me let me focus all right because i'm excited i'm excited here (laughs) hey ladies and gents thanks so much for listening i just want to give out a shout out to this episode sponsor um summer's coming and uh you will want to get your kids and even yourself some lessons so check out shredder surf camp uh one of many uh Surf camps at Wrightsville Beach, uh, but they do four-day camps Monday through Thursday, 8.30 to 11.30, nine weeks on the schedule this summer. Also offering private lessons as well as uh, do your birthday party or bachelor party or bachelorette party, something fun to do uh, before you uh, get married. Anyway. Uh, since Let's I've never been married, uh, I guess I won't be taking that camp. <laughs> no, no, no. I I don't need, you, you don't need lessons. <laughs> I've surfed with you. I've heard your stories. Oh, so I'm, I'm stoked to capture one of them today. I mean, how are you going to narrow down to just one wave? Well, you know, we did talk, I talked about my best wipeout ever. Yeah. We'll, we'll get that one in here. And then, uh, uh, I guess I'll tell you about my, my all time perfect wave. Okay. Right. We'll get there. Shredder surf camp. Check them out on, the, on Instagram at Shredders Surf Camp as well as their website, which is shreddersurf.com and uh, book you uh, uh, book you some lessons. It'd book, be a great time. Learn it. Yeah. Live it. That's right. Know it. Also, if you've been enjoying what you've been hearing over these uh, uh, episodes and you would like to give a little support uh, to the podcaster, you can do so very easy. You can buy me a cup of coffee. We'll meet. We'll meet somewhere. Favorite cup of coffee, uh, if you want to meet, and we'll chat it up. But uh, you can go to buymeacoffee.com forward slash wave, and you can buy me a $5 cup of coffee to support the work. You can buy me 10 cups of coffee, however many cups of coffee you want to throw in my way. Nice. It will be much appreciated. Buymeacoffee.com forward slash wave. So, ladies and gents, here he is, Sean O'Donnell. All right, first I'm going to ask everybody,
0: I would love to see the record set on buying this man some coffee (laughs) that's just that's just how i roll there you go there you go i'll let you know then i'm gonna have to give a big shout out to sonny russell um we did some very great stealth missions up at topsail beach when we would uh not being in school when we were supposed to be in school, so I'll just leave it at that.
1: <laughs> now, Sonny Russell, he was on a few episodes ago. What was the name of his episode? Do you remember what it was? Uh, I have no
0: clue, but I listened to the whole episode. It was awesome.
1: Yes, that was a good interview. I'm trying to, and, and I'm trying that, to remember. What and it was. I'll
0: be honest with you. I've seen those pictures from Puerto Rico. Yeah. He was ripping. Yes, he, was, he was. He was killing.
1: That's awesome. Yeah. Good, good conversation with Sonny. Yeah. Yeah. Real guy. I love him.
0: Love him, man. Love that guy.
1: So, so Sean, um, here in your factory showroom, um, I actually walked away today with a board that uh, I, I actually have three boards by you guys. Pootinky, the Pootinky, Pootinky, oh. uh, beard on the beach captured my Putinki the other day. I have to show you that picture. I have to see it. I was coming down Saturday that nice swell we had. I was running down the beach and I looked up and I saw beard. I was like beard, and he and he he waved i waved and he went and it's just the bottom of the board as i'm running out
0: oh you gotta love it yeah you gotta love it
1: so so anyway yeah putinky i've got the storyboard and then you just made me your newest uh model the competitor the competitor now i guess take a minute and let's talk about the competitor all right where did that come from what's its purpose uh, you know, really all our
0: models are from working with our team riders. Uh, so the competitor is the closest thing that we can come up with a as a performance nose rider. So it's a, glassed a little bit lighter, uh, especially a lot of our younger guys. Uh, they don't have the size or the weight to really turn a nose rider. Mm-hmm. So we just lightened up the glass job and, uh, you know, did a little magic to... Help everybody take their surfing to the next level.
1: That's beautiful. Uh, now, I, what I'll do is, is when I, when this episode drops, I'll I'll get some mugshots of you. All right, but I also to put that board up and let everybody take a gander. It's it, beautiful. It, it, that,
0: I'm, I'm, I'm proud of that board. It's beautiful. The resin tent on that board, it came out amazing. nice. Yeah, it was amazing.
1: Yeah, I like it. The, the the going down the board rather than across the board. It looked yeah. really good. Yeah, yeah. So the debate is whether my son's gonna ride that first or me. But here's the deal. He's in
0: school tomorrow. Mm, that's that's a hard one. He's in school, so that's a technicality. Yeah. Me, I'm old school. Rock paper scissors.
1: <laughs> that's the only way to solve issues. That's right. Yeah. Rock paper scissors. No, because I've got a window. It's after he gets out of school, though. So, yeah, we might have to rock paper scissors over who rides that board first. Yeah, that that one's a hard one. I'm mm. glad I don't have to do that. <laughs> that's good. That's the, good. So, so Sean, um, how long you been shaping?
0: Uh, I've been shaping since 1994. 1994. You were three years old when you started shaping. <laughs> I, I wish I was three years old. <laughs> Actually, I I started making and fixing surfboards. Um, I started fixing surfboards at like 15 years old. Mm-hmm. So it was basically. Um, I'll never forget, my dad looked at me. We were at Hot Wax Surf Shop, and he looked at me and said, all right, here's the deal. I can buy you this $5 dinger pair kit, and you can fix your own surfboard, and you can go to the, see Star Wars with your friends, or you don't go see Star Wars with your friends, and you get the guy professionally to fix it. And you I go. was like, I'll take the $5 dinger pair." <laughs> <laughs> and I think it was Return of the Jedi. I can't remember now, but yeah. it was one of the Star Wars movies. There you go. There you go. Well, the first one was in seventy-seven. Yeah, so I know it wasn't the very first one. <laughs> and I'll, I'll be honest with you, it was at the uh, on Oleander where it's the Sud Trust Bank now. Okay. So is that that was the movie theater I went to that night. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Love it.
1: So you're Wilmingtonian? born and raised, born and raised, proud of it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. The nine one zero. That's right. That's cool. So when did you? So you started? You know. Fixing boards and everything, but then when did you really start? I really went
0: when I got my first paycheck when I was 17 years old, where I worked uh, for Greg Paul, and uh, you know then like got into it. My deal was with Mike Paul first to uh, clean his shaping room, uh, so I could just watch, and I was not allowed to talk. Mm-hmm. I could only sit there and watch. Yeah, and uh, I had to go there every Tuesday and clean the shaping room. The first time I did it, uh, it hadn't been cleaned in three years. <laughs> so, like snowbanks. Yeah, it was. Uh, when I was done, I think it was something like forty-seven bags of foam dust tied <laughs> up in big fifty-five-gallon trash bags oh, man. sitting in his front yard and uh <laughs> at that time his wife wasn't too happy
1: no no and you had a bag of of that dust in your lungs <laughs> oh no uh, luckily mike did tell me where the mask were <laughs> so he didn't he didn't total grom treat me <laughs> that's good that's good so started learning by observation then hands-on started learning started working
0: for uh gp you know and um Man, I just went from there, you know. Then I teamed up with my friend Mick. Um, me and Mick did ding repair together at his dad's garage. Big shout out to Big Mick uh, on Trails End Road. Yeah. The only deal was every night we had to clean the shop. We couldn't show any trace of doing work in that <laughs> shop. So, a lot of cleaning. Yeah. Uh, at the beginning of the of my career, <laughs> uh, and then slowly, uh, I got a job at Glass Tech. Working with Dave Endress and great guys like Greg Evie and Jimmy Keith. Yeah. Um, I mean, there were some amazing craftsmen there. Uh, and uh, that's when I became the – worked my way up and became the head laminator and the head glasser at Glass Tech for a while. Oh, wow. So, oh, wow. Yeah.
1: So, you know, you and I have talked about this. and Just a quick, like, side note. You learn by observation and then hands-on, little by little by little by little. So old school way is you start off at the bottom sweeping.
0: So you sweep, you clean, you prove that you're going to show up every day. And the more you follow the directions and learning that, you know, doing your job and um, the old school guys would start teaching you something. Mm-hmm. And then once you learn that and you got good at that, then they would teach you something else. So, right. I mean, it, it's, you know, like, in today's uh, world of social media, mm-hmm. people don't understand. It's just a picture, and it can look cool, and you can put a filter on it, and you can do all this, but they don't realize like that day could have been a hundred and five heat index in the shop, right. and you know it's hot, it's miserable, you're covered in sand and dust, yeah, but it's it's like surfing, and it's like once you know, there's people that surf and they they love our sport and then there's people that live eat and breathe the industry yeah you know and i mean we're surfing you know i hate to say it it's kind of like a drug man it's you it can ruin your life i Mm. mean i've lost a few girlfriends because of surfing so i mean (laughs) right you know head high masonboro sorry i didn't meet your parents
1: tonight (laughs) (laughs) surfing's ruined a lot of people's lives yes And, and, and in a lot of ways in a good way. Oh yeah, and
0: you know, like to me, surfing uh, kept me out from doing. I I was never really into drugs. I was never really a big drinker. Um, I was always kind of wild, and I would always say off the wall stuff. But uh, it kept me in check. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, I was it, like, if I got messed up the night before, I didn't want to get up. Yeah, I know everybody's going to make a laugh right now because they said me getting getting <laughs> up. But uh, like my friends will tell you, uh, Dawn Patrol for me is like nine forty five, <laughs> ten 45, o'clock. Uh, I've never been a morning person. Uh, but, you know, that's the thing. It kept me out of trouble. Um, luckily, I had old school guys. You know, like I try to tell a lot of people a lot of times, the difference between old school and bullying mm. is just tough love. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, they're going to tell you stuff that you don't want to hear. Right but they're not doing it to beat you down. Yeah. They're doing it to make you stronger right? and make you a better person. And luckily I had a lot of guys, old school guys at Carolina beach and right school beach that just saw something in me and, man, uh, they would give me a hard time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I'll, I'll never forget. Like I, when I quit high school, uh, I showed up at hot wax when hot wax had a location at Carolina beach hmm. and it was like probably 10 30 in the morning and, Greg Paul was like, man, what are you doing here? And I was like, man, I just quit high school. And he slapped me right in the back of the head. And he was like, some choice words Uh were said. And I remember walking out that shop like, forget that guy, man. I was like, I can't believe that. But he looked at me and goes, show up at my surfboard factory on Monday morning. Uh And I was just like, whatever. And I remember just being a punk kid, you know, went surfing, hanging out with my friends, you know, Madder at then mad at the world and just mad at everything. But for whatever reason, I showed up that Monday morning, and the rest is history. You right. know, I worked at his surfboard factory, and worked my way up, and uh, worked my way up into having my own label. Um, then you know the car accident happened,
1: and a How lot old of, were you when that happened? Oh,
0: I have no clue to tell you the truth. I was it was 2014, so I was in my um, I don't know. I was probably like 43, 40, yeah, 42, 43. Yeah. Something like that. So, um, you know, when that happened, that's like right before that, uh, Kenny and I had been doing some stuff together for about maybe six months. And uh, when I got hurt, you know, it's like I tell a lot of people, God knows us better than we know ourselves. Mm-hmm. And uh, God knows that sometimes I can be very prideful and I can have an ego. And, um, you know, I look back at that wreck now with my walk with Christ and see, he was like, Hey man, I'm going to have to hurt you right (laughs) now to get you to trust Kenny. And, you know, a lot of people think, you know, I had so many people at the beginning when I, I let my label go because I just, I was just like, I really prayed about it a lot. And I was like, man, is this about my name and my ego? Or is this about my passion and my love? Mm -hmm. And I just decided this is a more important, my passion and my love for this sport and this industry. And, um, uh, I remember looking at Kenny and I was like, dude, I'm just going to get right. A hundred percent behind Savage. And I was, you know, I spent almost five months in a medical chair. A lot of people still don't really realize, I don't think, uh, how bad my wreck was. Mm. Um, and how, I mean, it literally took me three years to heal, yeah. uh, and stuff like that. But, you know, organizations like Hope for Helen mm-hmm. I mean organizations like WBLA with Riceville Beach Lawn Board Association so many people helped me through that because being self-employed um, if you're not working you're not making money right. and uh, you know a lot of those a lot of people in this town came and helped me in my time of need and you know I still have my house because of these people and I am so grateful um, and it's it's just an amazing thing this industry this sport how people will come together as one to help whoever needs help yeah. you know and that's that's, that's, you see, that's
1: and you see it over
0: and over over and over yeah i mean over and over i mean and people won't hesitate right you know i right. mean a lot of people you know it's hard to help you know it's hard for one person to try to help everybody throughout the year but When you can come together as a group like surfers do, Mm -hmm. it makes it a lot easier. It does. And a lot more people can be helped. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So I appreciate those words. And, you know, that's important that we all have that kind of a community around us. Without a doubt. uh, To support us and help us and literally smack us upside the head. Old school. Old school, baby. Hey, Sean, where are we going for your most memorable wave? Uh, It's really a place I don't really like
0: talking about. Okay. Um, I actually police people on the Internet. Um, I will literally private message people when they post pictures of this place. So not trying to be funny right now, but if you're out of line and you don't know how to surf this wave, I will tell you to leave the water. There you go. Uh, and this is Fort Fisher down at Carolina Beach, the first cove. Okay uh it was it was a solid two weeks probably northeast wind anywhere between 25 to 40 miles an hour Mm -hmm. uh victory at sea a bunch of us would take the ferry over to uh long beach and oak island and uh the wraparound was going there so it'd be like chest to shoulder high straight offshore winds there and it was going off and i'll never forget we were at my buddy mick's house uh mick higgins and uh we were at his parents house on trails end road and we were in the backyard shooting basketball and the wind went offshore you felt it and i mean i looked at him and i was like dude did the winds just go offshore Mm -hmm. and he was like yeah and i mean we both looked at each other and was like the cove and um we went down there and it was by this time it was glassy it was probably about two and a half hours before dark. Uh-huh. And it was the biggest I've personally have ever surfed the first cove. It was so big, you could not paddle out in the normal spots at Fort Fisher. Uh-huh. Uh, so if you know where the Eagle Monument is in the middle of the first and second cove, we had to climb the rocks, dive into the white water off the rocks, and then paddle all the way to the point man and the point a lot of people don't know there's an old shipwreck Hmm. off the point that's like normally where you're sitting the furthest out on big swells about another 150 feet is this old Hmm. shipwreck and i think it's from the civil war i'm not really sure but that's what i was told when i was a kid and uh, a lot of times you'll see that's where the wave will feather up well, that was the takeoff zone that day. Oh, wow. And uh, only way to describe it, it was like being on a boat trip in Fiji or something. I mean, <laughs> oh, it, was, it was breaking all the way across the cove, um, solid 100, 150-yard rides. Mercy. Um, the whole time Mick and I were out there, we never even talked to each other because we were literally paddling back to the point. Um, it was solid, probably... It was probably tr- true, like I'm not, I'm, I don't like calling waves bigger than the, they are, but it was, trial, like, faces were probably true 8 to 10 foot faces, mm, and uh, I remember doing a front side, because I'm goofy-footed, so that's my front side. Goofy foots rule the world. Uh, Without a doubt. I still don't understand why you even surf if you're a regular footer, <laughs> but that's just me. That's the goofiness in me, but uh, you know... I dropped into this wave. I did this front side, like under the lip snap whipped real quick, pulled into the barrel. I remember standing on the tip of my toes and reaching my hands as high as possible. And I couldn't touch the lip in the barrel. And I'll never forget. Mick stopped paddling and I could just see him sitting on his board screaming. Yeah. And I just did this. I just got the sickest barrel of my life. And I'm not really a barrel guy. Like I don't, I'm not like, oh, dude, let's watch Piper. You know, I, I I was always a kind of like a air guy, 360 kind of guy, and power surfing kind of guy. And uh, I just remember coming up, and I just did that big front side, like Tom Carroll style pipeline under the lip snap, and then whipped it real quick, and just pulled into the deepest barrel. And I mean, I remember stretching out, and I was just like dude, I can't even touch the top of this wave. I'm like, this is crazy. That's (laughs) gnarly. Yeah. I mean, and, uh, it was like the whole session was just like, just like that. I mean, it it was so big that when we finally went to go get out, we had to drift all the way down to the second cove. Yeah. And, uh, because you couldn't get out. I mean, it was just, it was so gnarly. I mean, it was like, but it was glassy. It was weird. It was just so much water. Yeah. And, uh, But it was it was magical. Just you and you and your buddy. Just me and Mick. I mean, it was people on the rocks watching. Nobody, nobody. It was it was uh, it was like probably right at the beginning of fall. Okay, so it was like chilly. You know, it was chilly. I had a three two on, no Uh boots, no gloves, and uh, man, I'll 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 never forget that swell. I mean, it was just like it was awesome. I mean, it was like literally
1: no one to be found yeah no one i mean that's amazing yeah i i've only surfed that cove one time and just by chance i was heading down that way was going to actually take the 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 ferry over to southport with my sister was in town nice i was like hey i'm gonna throw my board in and i'm gonna we're just gonna stop and look if there's something i'm gonna ride and they're like okay sure sure so we stopped and there was three other guys out first cove and just had some long rides, some fun size. Uh, it was, it was a great day. I, I'll, I'll tell you. I mean,
0: I've, you know, I tell people uh, that are very close to me that it's like when I die, just take my ashes and dump them down there. Like either <laughs> on the fort side or put me in a concrete block and put me on the point. And I I'll, I'll promise you, I'll start trying to hold that point back like it used to be. Um, <laughs> But I will say this. A lot of people don't realize how dangerous that place is. Yeah, how so? Um, well, you, you've you been out there and you saw the rocks on the mm-hmm, beach. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, those rocks go all the way out. Mm-hmm. Uh, since Hurricane Fran and Bertha, when they rebuilt the wall, mm-hmm. um, it's holding sand there. So a lot of sand has covered up probably 90 percent of those rocks
1: so they're still down there
0: yeah so they're all the way out into so like when i was a kid there was a rock we used to call table rock okay and it was this big giant rock and that was the takeoff point and it would always have this just big boils okay and i mean like back in the day it was like it was truly surfing reef yeah um and to have priority at the cove back then, you had to hold your foot on on, table, on rock. table Rock. Or if you were crazy, you would drop in on the other side, but you would drop in and do this real high pump high line okay. and go over Table Rock, and then it would just reel into the bay. Huh. And um, I see a lot of the young college kids that really don't know the, the spot that well. The cove's changed now since they built the wall, so it not it doesn't break like it used to. And um, there's a little, there's a right there sometimes now because how uh. the point's set up now. And uh, I see these kids taking these rights and then like jumping head first off into the water. And I'm just like, no, yeah. can't yeah. do that here. Right. I mean, I've seen guys split their heads open there. Yeah. I've seen, I've seen guys break their arms. I mean, like that in sandstone, man, that's a gnarly, gnarly wave. I mean, for the East Coast, I mean, that's, that, that is some dangerous stuff right there. I mean, I've been hurt there myself, yeah. a couple of times. But
1: yeah, I remember when I paddled out, I was asking the guy. I was like, "Now, don't laugh. This is my first time here. I live live up the up the road." But I was like, "Is there any rocks out here?" He was just like, "Yep." That's all he said. I was like, "Okay, yeah." So I mean, like, uh, I'll tell you, I'll
0: tell you another story. I remember surfing that place, and I was like, probably fourteen years old, and I wiped out. And I got my foot caught mm. in between two rocks. Mm-hmm. And I could take my hand and be out of the water, but I wasn't out of the water. Oh, man. So I got scared and I freaked out and I just yanked my foot out and I took this big chunk <laughs> out of the heel of my foot. And um, I was just like heart beating as yeah. like crazy. And I was like, oh my, oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. <laughs> right. And then, I mean, I've had so many times like – I remember one time, like back in the day, it was awesome. They had uh, grills all in the wooded areas. Oh, really? So you could go there. My family, we'd always do picnics there. Uh, We'd always do a lot. My dad and my grandfather at one point were uh, the president of the uh, Wilmington Handicap Association. So we would have a lot of... Events functions. there yeah, and functions yeah. like that. My grandmother was really big into it, but the grills were there. You could cook out. You could just hang out and all day on
1: an offshore day. That would be brutal. Oh, the wind it, blowing those burgers. And oh, it was dogs. And, oh, it was. It was nice back in those days <laughs> when you were
0: young and just be like, man. And <laughs> Food it's ready. and it's even when you weren't invited, you'd be like, oh man, somebody somebody's cooking some ribs. I got to right know now. somebody up there. Oh, it was it was good times. But I remember wiping out, and you know when you get a cut. Yeah, in the water, it looks way worse. Yeah, it looks way worse, but I'll never forget. I wiped out, and there was a bunch of kids on the beach. And uh, (laughs) no, you didn't. I bounced off the rocks a few times, and I was cut up pretty good. Nothing major, Uh but it looked like I was just like in a horror movie. I mean, I was just covered. And uh, the kids were like, yo, man, yo, yo, you bleeding, you bleeding. And I was like, "Ah, oh, man, this ain't nothing, man. This ain't nothing. And I paddled back to the point, <laughs> and I looked at my best friend, and I was like, oh, man, that hurts so bad. <laughs> but on the beach, I was like, I had to be the cool guy. Oh, you know? man. I, I like, thought
1: you were going to say, man, the shark got me. I'm oh, no, go.
0: <laughs> nah, I didn't go there. The only thing is the craziest thing, I've seen so many people fishing there. Mm. I've only seen two people my whole life catching fish there. <laughs> and like – everybody's like it's so gnarly it's so much sea life and i'm like i've seen sharks i've seen big big stingrays i've seen barracudas there yeah but it's like and i've seen a lot of dolphins there but i'm like i've only seen two people catch something catch fish and like the second person recently was like probably like three years ago <laughs> i was like i was like oh man that's, that's only the second time that's happened i was sitting in the water looking at the guy reeling them in on
1: the rock i was like oh there are fish here. Yeah, there are fish here. <laughs> so have you seen that that cove go off like that since? Man, I could tell a thousand
0: cove stories. Yeah. I mean, that's my spot. You know what's magical about the cove? There's no surf cam. Mm. There's nobody that will call you and say, hey, dude, the cove's firing. Mm. Well, there's a few certain guys that will do that for a few. Like me, I think there's only like five guys that I'll make that phone call. Yeah, you've because, never called me. Yeah, well, I probably won't <laughs> tell you the truth. And that's you're, probably why I don't see you at Wrightsville Beach much. Yeah, you're not going to be on that list. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> but you know the cool thing is is like it's still like the old school days, man. It's a, an adventure. Yeah, that's what we love about surfing the adventure mm-hmm. of like getting your board and getting like this and it's like you can't just check the cam right you can't just check magic seaweed and see what the weather is and this that the other and the swell forecast see i'm still old school i literally go by wind direction and i go by the barometer pressure mm. on the weather channel that's how i was taught yeah so i people look at me all the time and they're like oh dude the wave forecast f- Post a peak at tomorrow Wednesday at 12 o'clock at between the, and I'm like you guys are kooks you don't know what you're talking about and it's like most of the time it it's not what it's
1: saying it is ladies know? and gentlemen you were hearing from a true old school surfer old school that's right and and you know Fort Fisher is not it's close but in Wilmington it's it's a drive. it's a, a hall I mean you're I'll be honest with you I live in Monkey
0: Junction and I mean that's still about a 30 minute drive yeah. Yeah you know, and that's if you get traffic good.
1: Right, right. You know? And it's mileage wise probably 10 15 yeah, or not somewhere even. not Pro- even. Probably like probably like 8 or 10 miles. Yeah. It's it's crazy around here when it comes to traffic. Yeah. I just don't venture down that way much. And I wouldn't. Riceville's great.
0: Oh my man, best wave Columbia Street all day long. There you go. South end pier. Oh. You and your closest
1: 6,000 friends. Friends. Yep. Enjoy it. Oh, man. I saw. So this past Saturday, we had that fun swell. Did you go to the Cove? Uh, no, I did not. Yeah.
0: I, I actually have not surfed all year.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, man. So, taking care of my dad. There you go. So I, pa- I was walking down the beach right after I saw Beard. I said, hey, what's up? I'm walking down. I'm looking at the waves, and I'm just I'm, I'm frothing. Yeah. And I see a guy coming down the line, and he attempts to ollie somebody. Oh. And drills him, oh. right in the back. I'm like, "What? Are you serious?" I mean, yeah, you, you, we see it on video, we, you know. Yeah, but and so got out there and actually knew the kid that that took the fins to the back. Oh, he was like, I, I, "There was nothing I could do," but he saw me coming. He we made eye contact. Yeah, and it's just like, stop and think. I'm, I'm going to hurt somebody, and you know stuff like that. At, at a place like the Cove or a place that's a little more old school mindset. Yeah. Um, we were talking about this uh, before one of the episodes here on my wave with uh, etiquette. Right. A- and just the need for some of the, the old school guys and girls that will call you out. Yeah. Chew you out and let you know what's up. I, I'll tell you a perfect
0: story um, for that. You know, like since I've been hurt, I'm not the same surfer anymore. Mm. Uh, a lot of people don't understand this. The spine specialist told me I would never surf again. Mm. And uh, I was out of the water for three years. And in 2017, I started surfing again. Mm-hmm. And what I catch myself doing now, I'm more of a of a teacher out in the water. Mm. And um, we were surfing uh, Crystal Pier, or, excuse me, Oceanet, Oceanic. Ocean, Yeah, Oceanic. It's Old school. It's Crystal uh, on Magic yeah, Seaweed. It's cri- yeah, it's Crystal Pier. Um Still remember getting hot dogs on the old pier house. <laughs> um, you know, I was surfing there and I was I was on the left side and uh, it was me and just a couple of my buddies. We're all having a good time, sharing waves, having fun. And that's what surfing is really all about. It's yes. about having fun and just, just having the aloha spirit, yep. you know? So it's like this kid paddles out on a soft top and drops in on me and I'm not... BSing man drops in on me nine times in a row on purpose. <laughs> and I was like, I just given my friend two days ago, just ripped him a new one because he he's my accountability partner in my walk with Christ. And uh he had a bad attitude in the parking lot. And I uh. just told him, I said, look, dude, we're business owners. Right. We can't control a customer giving us a hard time. We can't control an employee not showing up to work, we can't control that. But I said, we can control our attitude walking from the parking lot to the waves. yeah. And uh so I was getting kind of ticked off. And uh he, he paddled by me, and uh French just looked at me and was like, hey, man, love and grace, man,
1: love and grace. <laughs> and I was just like,
0: you know, and that's that old school where, like, I don't want to hear that right now.
1: Right. Love and grace is def- definitely needed, but right now a little yeah. rebuke to the yeah, face. Yeah, it's like –
0: The old me was like, man, 11 years working red dogs, (laughs) punch them right in the face. Uh, So I go underwater, let some energy go. That way, anybody around me, all they heard was, (laughs) I came up and I paddled up to the guy and I said, hey, look, man, my name's Sean O'Donnell. Obviously, I've done something to piss you off, excuse me, but I was like, what can I do to fix this? And he's like, what are you talking about? And I said, well, you just paddled out. And I said, you purposely dropped in on me nine times in a row. And he goes, well, man, I was on the other side of the pier and you're a wave magnet. And I was like, (laughs) a wave magnet. I was like, dude, there's no such thing as a wave. (laughs) magnet." I said, I keep going back to the same spot. And he goes, well, what are you talking about? I said, you see the right side of the lifeguard stand? He goes, yeah. I said, you see the ninth pier piling on the pier? He goes, yeah. I said. I keep going back to the same spot. Right. I said, that's where the peak is. I said, they're coming in three to five waves every six minutes. Yeah. I said, everybody's getting in the routine, dude. There's no such thing as a wave magnet. And I said, let me explain something to you. The old me would already beat you up. (laughs) I said, but I'm a Christian now. So I'm trying to show you some love and grace. Mm. Plus I got called out myself. (laughs) So I said, I'm being real with you. And I was like, what are you doing, man? Right. I was like, you know, that's not the answer. Just paddling out and dropping in on the guy that you see catching all the waves. And the kid looked at me and was like, man, I didn't know. He uh-huh. goes, I've only been surfing for two years. Okay, good. So I said, hey, man, get in line with us. Let's all have fun. And then the rest of that session ended up being about nine of us, mm-hmm. all sharing waves, all having a blast, all hooting and hollering for each other. Yeah. But, you know, like I look at that, and it's like in the old days I would have got mad. I would have ruined my session. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I would have ruined that kid's session. And nobody would have won. Right. You know, so now I've learned taking the time to just say, hey, man. And, and you know, what I'll tell the people out there listening to is mistakes happen. Yeah. Sometimes with so many surfers in the water, we can get in each other's way. But, hey, man, love and grace. Right. Show some forgiveness. That's you right. You know, and it's like, or... Be a man and just say, hey, what's going on? Right. What? Let, let's figure out an answer. Yeah. You know, the younger surfers, uh, you know, how can I say this? Don't let your mouth write checks that your butt can't cash, <laughs> you know? I mean, Wisdom. Yeah. Wisdom and, nugget right there. You know, I see some kids out in the water sometimes now that are saying stuff to guys in mm. their. you know, a 14-year-old kid shouldn't be cussing out a 30-year-old man. Right. And the old school days, there was a pecking order. Right. And that kid would have probably not been able to surf that break anymore back yeah. in the old days,
1: yeah, so be kind to each other, yeah, and if you're that kid or you're the one that's getting the getting chewed out instead of beat up, you're getting chewed out, yeah, be grateful, and, and you know what the best thing you could say in that moment is, "Oh man, my bad, I'm so sorry, yeah, I mean
0: that and that's the thing you know, it's just out there having fun, showing each other respect, and um uh, you know, like to me, like um with my walk now it's like wouldn't social media be so much better if it was more positive yes you know and if it was like more encouraging Mm. and that's one of the things since for me since my car wreck in 2014 that's what i try to do now i try to be more positive um i have a thing now And I mean, when I say this, I've just started this in the last two weeks that I only try to stay negative for no longer than five minutes. Hmm. And I'm already seeing a difference in my attitude. I'm already seeing the difference of just, you know, a a more inner peace for myself. Yes. You know, and then it's like the guys that I work with, they're all going, yeah, that's a lot more nicer than when you're intense." So (laughs) You know, and like I said, you can always learn from situations. Yeah, you know, like for me, um, I've been shaping for over thirty years. I've been building surfboards. I've been able to work with some of the best surfers up and down the East Coast, and uh, you know the the great thing about that is I can always learn and yes. I can always get better. So you know, whatever your craft and whatever you're passionate about, always. Always try to keep going, mm-hmm. keep pushing yourself. Always, you know, I don't, I'm only as good as my last surfboard. Mm-hmm. That's how I look at it, mm-hmm. you know. So it's like I overlook my work all the time. I'm always trying to get better. I'm always trying to work um, with surfers, you know. Like I tell a lot of people this is like, do you think Tiger Woods goes to Dick Sporting Goods and gets his golf clubs? Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, we can really you know like buying off the rack there's nothing wrong with buying off the rack but if you really are trying to get better start working with a coach start doing stuff that will actually you know you look at golf you look at football they break down film mm-hmm. you know constantly they, you know baseball players they're always watching their mechanics hey i'm seeing something different in your in mm-hmm. your throwing and stuff like that or hey you know you're 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 dropping your hip when you're going into the swing, you know, and surfing's got to, has gotten that technical, you know, and that's one of the cool things. I coach a lot of people. Um, It's not really out there right now for the general public, but you know, that's one of the cool things is working with these guys because at no matter what age from the young kids all the way to the older guys I work with, you know, taking the time, one of the things I'm so I'm, I'm nerdy about this now. I'm like, I love eat, breathe, just the surf industry. And uh man, even when I was hurt, I would get, I would, guys would come pick me up mm. and it killed me because mm, I couldn't physically you, go out there, right. but I'd go out there and go, okay, man, yeah, you're not ready for that surfboard. <laughs> it's like, and you know, I would look at guys and I mean, I would be like, you're on the wrong board, you're on the wrong board. You know, like I was telling you now in the water, I catch myself looking at guys and go, hey, man, scoot your front foot up a half an inch uh-huh. to an inch you're you're behind the rocker. That's why your board's kind of pushing and you're not like that. So it's like little things like that, seeing how they're going into that, going like winding up into a roundhouse and seeing halfway through it, they've already got their knee already, mm. com- their legs completely straightened. And they're like, oh, I don't know why I keep falling. I don't know. It's like, you got to stay coiled like a spring mm. and uh, just stuff like that. I mean, just you can always be better. Yeah. You know, every day. Lifetime just, learners. Yeah. I'm yeah. always trying to be better. That's good. Better human, better shaper.
1: Yeah. Better everything. And, and you guys are, are being pretty, pretty innovative here in the shop as well.
0: Yeah, we're always trying to push the limits. Kenny and I don't hold back. You know, like right now we're, uh, we've are got two new surfboards, that uh, materials that we're working with. We're doing an all epoxy carbon fiber board, um, which our team's flipping out over. Mm-hmm. Um, I know the
1: response of the ones that I've met.
0: Yeah. And then we're doing one that we're the only ones right now in the industry. And, um, really we're the only ones other than when we launched it at the January's trade show. Um, it's a EPS carbon blown blank. So the carbon's actually blown into the foam. Uh, so what's cool about that is it's very loose. It's very springy. And then when we glass it, that carbon actually bonds with the fiberglass and it gets, it's like a brand new skateboard, the pop that's in it and the spring that's in it. And with it being carbon, that will last a lot longer than your normal, normal stuff that you're seeing out on the market. Oh, wow. We're always trying to yeah try new stuff.
1: Now, Sean, what are some uh, ways that people could see what y'all are doing? Uh, You know, I would say follow us on
0: Savage Surfboards um, on Instagram And on Facebook, uh, follow Shapes by Sean O'Donnell on Instagram or Facebook. Uh, A lot of people are like, all you do is post surfboards. Well, you know, when you're not married, you don't have a girlfriend, and you have no kids, I really like surfboards, so <laughs> that's pretty much my life. So well, it's it's an art. it, it is. I mean, it's it's a passion for me. Yeah, like and it shows. Yeah, yeah. I you mean,
1: do you do quality work, quality craftsmanship. Uh, I love the innovation. Uh, I love you know, like you've got a guy that surfs for you that's pretty like well known. We've we got a few of those, though, luckily. We've uh, been truly blessed. I'm, I'm thinking about the, the,
0: the fellow down in Florida. Oh, the, the legend himself. The legend himself. Mr. Jason Motes. Jason Motes. Yeah, he, he. I mean, we're so blessed to have Jason a part of our family. Like, we're, a lot of people think, like, if you follow me, a lot of people think it's just a marketing thing for me, but I, I end all my posts in hashtags god family and surfing Mm -hmm. and kenny and i are both christians we're both have been surfing our whole entire lives pretty much and we're family yeah like and uh family necessarily doesn't have to be blood and uh jason rode for kenny when he was a little kid Hmm. then when we brought the label back and really started pumping it up jason came back on board Jason has the most ESA championships than anyone in the history of the ESA. Right. He's got 30 championships uh, between longboarding and shortboarding, mostly in shortboarding. Um, One of the great things is he's been the last few years, he's been the ESA all-star coach. Hmm. Um, And then, too, with him just being a part of our team, a lot of our team riders are able to work out with him going down to Jacksonville, Florida, And, you know, you got to give a big shout-out to, like, Mitch Kaufman and those guys, just all the legends down there. Um, You know, to work side-by-side with some of the best amateur surfers Mm -hmm. up and down the East Coast, you know, like, we've been truly blessed. And it's like in the last nine years Kenny and I have teamed up, we've had as many as four kids on the All-Star team all the way up to 14 kids on the all-star team and most companies don't even have one kid on the Mm all-star team all-star team is anywhere between 30 to 36 kids Mm. on the whole entire east coast i think currently right now we're either at six or seven kids on the all-star team this year uh you know and it's like man like to work with the best help these guys get to the next level is been a true blessing. Yeah. I mean, a true blessing. That's awesome. And to work with guys like Jason, work with a great organization like the ESA, um, you know, and, and get to do a lot of the stuff, you know, like, I mean, like I look back and, and get like what I've done in my life, you know, it's like been amazing. Like, I'm like, how, how did that just happen? How, Mm. you know, like, you know, to, you know, to, to be able to sit down at dinners at surf expos and be like, man, there's 150 to 200,000 surfboards that have been built by everybody around this table, Mm, you know, to have conversations with like guys like Marcio and be able to call him a friend and Ricky Carroll and uh, just like Greg Gosselman. And, and, you know, like, you know, like I catch myself now, like I'm, I've been in the industry and I still think I have a lot to prove. Mm. Uh, I don't think I'm at the top of the mountain, but to be at some of these dinners and be at some of these hanging out and just just talking as friends and be like, man, I remember in junior high school reading about this guy, right? You know, and it's like now this guy is looking at me going, man, your stuff's looking great, Sean, awesome. and you know, and it's like, I'm like, oh, okay, you know, and, and like, <laughs> you know, to go like. And you know, sh- you know, like to hang out with Jim Phillips, hmm. and you know, and what we sat there and talked about was not even surfboards. We were, we're both big fans of the Curse of the Oak Island, Ugh. and it's like, hey man, this week again,
1: they found some more
0: wood, you know, and it's like, uh, that's the that's the joke, you know. It's like top pocket, baby, top pocket, you know, and it's like to have a real relationship, you know, where you know, like one of the cool things for me, is like. I'm just another guy. I'm I'm nobody special. Um and to have like, you know, people walk up to me and be like, "Hey man, you don't know me, but I follow you on Instagram and your work's amazing." And it's like, "Man, that's awesome, man. I really appreciate that." And I'm like, "Come by the shop. You know, we we give people tours of the shop all the time." Mm-hmm. You know, a lot I would probably say 90% of the surfers in this area have no clue that there's a facility like this in their own backyard. right? And uh, Kenny and I both are kind of like, guys are like, go big or go home. Mm. So, I mean, we're always pushing the limits. We have, we have the first, you know, APS 3000 on the East Coast. Uh, it's the first shaping machine in Wilmington. It was, the, like I said, the first APS on the East Coast. And, you know, these are... All the top companies have this CNC machine, and then we still will. We we're not scared to pop out the planer and say, "Hey, we're pulling out the old Skill 100." There you go. What do you want to do, custom wise? And then, you know, we'll we'll actually book appointments where the customer can be here. Yeah. Uh, now it's hard, so uh, but go. Hey, you got a window between Monday and Tuesday to be here if we're going to shape this board and right. you want to see it. And you know, it's like to work with guys like that and work with the companies we work with and yeah, you know, it's always just like, how far can we take it?
1: No, that's great. And you know, you, I'm, I consider myself, obviously I'm not a, I'm not a sponsored surfer. <laughs> I'm not, you know, anything great, but I showed you a board that I really liked. I bought in South Africa and you were like, Hey, we have this model, the creature, and we can shave this much off and we can round the tail out for you. And, yep. and you worked with me, a nobody, to, to be able to give me the Poo Tinky, well, one I'll, of my favorite little boards. I'll say this. Everybody's somebody. Yeah.
0: But, uh, you know, it's like with me, I just want, you know, like one of the cool things like for me, you know, don't be embarrassed to talk to your shaper. One of the best things, like I look at everybody and I said, I start off like a kook, <laughs> just like everybody. Everybody starts off like a kook. I don't care if you ever made it to the top 44 in your life. Guess what? At the beginning of your career, you were a cook. <laughs>
1: exactly.
0: And you know the best I ever was in my mind, I was a hometown hero. Hmm. You know, I was never you know one of the top guys, but I was I could I had fun, you know, and I I was always pushing my surfing and luckily I grew up with guys like Sunny I got to grow up with guys like Kenny Hughes, hmm. uh, just in you know with just like what I was learning from Kenny and skating and trying to take in the '90s, taking that skating out into the water and stuff like that. So we're always trying to push the limits, like you know with me. I don't understand how a lot of these kids are doing some of these airs. But since I was an air guy, I do understand the launching part mm-hmm. and I understand the landing part. Mm. So they'll go, Man, I'm getting caught up here. I'm doing this. And like I said, being a sponsored surfer when I was younger, I got to work with shapers. And I'll never forget one of the shapers looked at me and said, Hey, man, you got to be honest with me. Mm. So he goes, If you think the board is horrible, you got to look at me and say, Hey, man, this board's horrible. Mm-hmm. But you got to be able to say, This is what's not working on it. Right. This is why this board sucks. Yeah. And then we go from there. But he goes, if you tell me it's the best board you ever had, but then tell all your friends. Yeah. It was the worst board you ever had. Every time I go in the shaping room, I'm going to try to recreate that same crappy surfboard Mm. for you every time. Because you just didn't want to say, hey. It's not working, right? And you know that's what I've been blessed with to yeah. work with a lot of great guys coming up my career as a sponsored surfer, becoming a you know a shaper, and now becoming a
1: sponsor, right? You no, know that's awesome. You know, Sean, I your, this time has just flown by, and. It has been awesome. Like my mind's going. Like we could talk down this. We could go down that rabbit trail. We could keep going. I'm but, like YouTube. <laughs> that's right. So so I tell you what. Let's let's wrap it up. Okay. With that wipeout. Best wipeout. Best wipeout ever.
0: What's that trophy say right there?
1: This one right here.
0: The big trophy right here behind that surfboard. Is that ninety three or ninety four? Move that board.
1: Plus, my, my eyes are not
0: working. All right. Wilmington Eye Care 94. is a great place to go get them eyes fixed. <laughs> Nin- Shout out to Dr. Chris, one of the surfers <laughs> I work with all the time. Okay, 1994, you can see that's a pretty big trophy. That's a big trophy. I'm very proud of it. That's one of the only trophies I kept yeah. in my days. Um, the bad boys, we were like the bad news bears. All right, that's how I'll put that. Hot Wax, Mike Paul from Hot Wax Surf Shop called me up and said, hey, man, there's a surf shop challenge coming up. I'll sponsor the team if you put it together. I said, all right, cool. Well, Pelican Watch that day was way overhead, glassy, going off, unheard of for a surf contest. At that time, Bill Curry, the legend himself, was the ESA director locally. Okay. So we brought the contest or the surf, uh, surf shop contest challenge back. And there was this big cup. Now, that was second place. Okay. That's second place trophy, all right? All right. So there was this big cup. And, uh, I mean, it was like Sweetwater had a team, Hot Wax, Cove Surf Shop, uh, Burt Surf Shop. Uh, I'm trying to think. Surf City Surf Shop, you know, all these – it's like all the top surf shops – around had these these teams and we lost by half a point what? from first place to second here's my best wipeout okay so it's this overhead left at pelican watch and i mean it was grinding big thick clips and i came up to hit it and i mean i had the floater down pat and my buddies in the in the you were you had to stay in this little taped off 10 by 10 area and my buddies looked at me and goes. Dude, as soon as I saw you hit it, we knew what you were going to do. Oh, no. So I launched this four-foot grab rail 180 air, and I stuck it. And while I was coming out of it, the lip grabbed me by the back of the head and was like, <laughs> oh, no, oh, no, you, you did. did not, and pounded me. Oh Well, underwater, this is what I heard. So I launched the air, and I hear the crowd go, ha! <sighs> when i wiped out i heard underwater oh (laughs) and i'm underwater just getting tossed going wasn't that bad of a wipeout what's going on (laughs) well in that challenge you could only each surfer on your team could only catch three waves so i wiped out on that one i did good on the other two i paddled in and the guys were like bro are you okay? And I was like, yeah, why? I was like, it wasn't even that bad of a wipeout. What was the crowd all like that? And he was like, straight up, man, your board was tombstoning. Oh, he no. goes, you got rocked. <laughs> and I was like, it wasn't that bad of a wipeout. But obviously, seeing it,
1: it was a lot worse than riding it. Yeah. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> That was I'm my
0: worst life. Out. Taking
1: it to the back of the head and not knowing oh, what it looked like. It's what it looked like, you know. You, oh. you nailed this air, and then you're you know you probably didn't have time to claim it, but you're probably looking for your next lineup of your move. And it
0: oh, I'll be honest with you, over. I
1: stuck it, and I was
0: bottom turning, thinking, oh, I'm about to go to Pit City, man. I'm pulling into this barrel. I'm going to get a ten. Nobody can touch me, and it was like it was more like uh nah man <laughs> shut up and go to the back of the bus oh it's my like, goodness and that that was hero to zero that's oh, a, that's man. how i did it man i was a hero <laughs> for about half a second yeah uh, from ah to, Ooh. It, it was hilarious i just remember the crowd going ah, oh. <laughs> and i mean underwater when you hear just the i mean like underwater. it was like this hard groan like and i was like what? I remember being tossed around going, what is that all about? <laughs> My buddies were like, you got rocked.
1: <laughs> oh, man, Sean, thank you for hey, bringing that. Awesome. You know, this was so fun. Yeah, thank you. Hey, the, we, we always wrap our podcast up with this little historical um, soundbite, I guess you could say. So earliest reference to surfing in history. You could go back to Polynesians, et cetera. But I... I might be reading into it too too much, but in the book of Acts in the Bible, so written first century, there's this story of Paul heading through the Mediterranean. He's in this bad ship, the storm. It's on this large ship, bad storm. They're trying to make land. They see some say they see a safe harbor. They start making for it, but they hit a reef. And it says the, the boat just got pounded by the waves and broke up. And they said, if you can swim, swim. Uh, and then it says the rest went in on pieces of the ship and then it makes a distinction and it says and some on boards so you have swimming in pieces of the broken up ship but then there's this additional some on boards you think some of those early first century surfers sailors were also surfers I'll say this uh,
0: the power of God (laughs) anything is possible yes that's so I could literally see somebody out there going hey man Lord just saved me, and I can make a new sport. Let's do it. (laughs)
1: That's right. That's right. So, ladies and gents, thank you for listening. Sean, thank you again so much. This has been a great time together. Appreciate it, bro. Thank you.